Hey guys, Letitia here from Mindset 2.0. Today we're completely blessed to have Evan Carmichael on the show. And if you're like me into entrepreneurship, mindset, self-growth, you already know of Evan. If you don't, check him out online. Um, he does a lot of things all through our four books at the moment. One which I've got, which is called Your One Word for anybody struggling to find their purpose, passion, why and how. Evan, thank you for coming on the show this morning. Thank you for having me. And, and no worries. It's 6 a.m. for you. You've got way more energy than I do at oh, 6 well, in the morning. Oh, you got me so. up at 5 a.m., the 5 a.m. club. So I'm experiencing <laughs> the joys. He's ready to go. So, I love Evan, it. Evan, cool. I know that you're a busy man. You've got a lot to do. So let's jump into a few questions. Cool. Um, first of all, what was your childhood like? Are your parents together? Did they split out? What was childhood like for you? Parents were together. Cool. Uh, super fortunate to have, I think, the greatest parents of all time. Um, always were a shield for me to kind of do whatever I wanted to do, went to bat for me when others wouldn't, um, encouraged me to follow my passions when, um, it even if it sounded crazy, uh, I think it's because my mom, her parents were the opposite where she came from Italy, moved to Canada and her parents were much more of the old school Italian yeah. mindset of like, what should an Italian woman, like what she should do. And she wasn't really having that. <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> like, nope, I'm not doing that. Uh, and so, she, as you know, she grew up and had us. I've got two sisters. I'm in the middle. She nice. uh, said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna encourage our kids to do whatever they want to do." Good stuff. Um, I asked about your childhood because childhood can create a lot of trauma and affect people growing up. Um, did that help you have self belief in yourself? Did that is that where it came from? Your the way they installed self belief in you? Yeah, I mean, my parents whenever I, I didn't know what to do or whenever I didn't do yeah. well in school or whatever, I messed up. Um, they would always have a conversation with me, which was not fun, but it would always end on a positive and, and they would always say, you're Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything you believe that you can. Love that. And that awesome. was a constant ongoing message from them. Do you believe in yourself completely these days or like no. many humans? No, 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 I love hearing that. Carry it's on. Still, it's still my biggest problem. Mm -hmm, me too. You know, it's like when people don't, they don't believe that, but listen, I, I believe in myself to do the things I've already done. Cool. So I would never have done this interview 10 years yeah. ago. I would have been way too afraid. I didn't believe in myself. He's I've an introvert, by the way, guys. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah. get into that. It's a whole other story, but, uh, I believe in myself to do what I've done, but I don't believe in myself for the next level. So all the stuff that I create and make the content is for myself. I need it. Yeah, I want Steve that. Jobs and Oprah in my ear every day. And thankfully enough, other people like the content too, that I can keep putting it out and making a business off of it. Fantastic. Good to hear because a lot of us go through self-doubt, negativity, and it's great to hear someone be vulnerable and admit that they also have self-doubt. Fantastic. Um, Evan, you've already spoken in other interviews interviews and articles about what were you were doing before YouTube, but can you quickly tell some of the audience who's new to you in the next generation what you were doing before YouTube? You know, because I've personally tried 20 different things before I got here. Sure. I had a lot of entrepreneurial ideas growing up. I mm -hmm. did baseball cards and garage sales and that kind of stuff, which was super fun. But I thought I wanted to be a banker. Uh, it was in my high school yearbook. And then Why would you think that? Because entrepreneurship wasn't a career. Okay. I didn't know. I mean, I'm 42 now. So yeah. when I was, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, nobody was an entrepreneur. You had to sure. be, it wasn't a word. No, none of my no. friends were starting businesses. You kind of had to be, Something. it was basically, you couldn't get a job. If you couldn't get a job, you started your own business. So yeah. nobody, I just didn't have it in my environment, you know? Uh, 
So I thought VP at a bank because I like to make money and I thought mm -hmm. bankers made money. So that's what I, <laughs> that's what yeah. I put. It's basically that simple. Um, and then I, I went to school and I ended up connecting with two people who had started a business and, and they offered me 30% of their company to join them. And that was in biotech software. And so I did okay. that, um, built it, sold it, uh, struggled a lot. We can dive in there if you want. Um, went into venture capital to learn how to raise money and nice. then started helping entrepreneurs. Uh, website first, built a huge website with 100,000 pages of content and then started on the YouTube channel. And wow. now I'm here talking to you. It's awesome. All right. Um, what made you want to start a YouTube channel and has the vision always been the same or did the mission, mission and vision change along the way and evolve with you? I want to know what your early days were like and what was going through your head. I, I wasn't clear on what I was doing. I was just doing, it okay. just felt right. Yeah. I can, I can better articulate it now with more perspective and having kind of been in the industry for a while, but ultimately I think your purpose comes from your pain. Okay. I think whatever you struggled with the most as a human is what you want to help other people through. So I'm, I'm really helping all the 19 year old Evans of the world out there who are struggling to believe in themselves, create their companies. And yeah. that's what I struggled the most with. That's when I quit on my business partner. And so that's what I'm trying to help create. Uh, now I can do it with a lot more intent at the beginning is like, I don't know, I, I'm, it just feels right. And I think a lot of times we judge ourselves for the things that, you know, we may not have clarity. It doesn't make sense, but it feels right. Yeah. And those are the ones to listen to. Um, I judge myself heavily. If you look at on my website, it'll show my journey like year by year, how well the YouTube channel did and took forever cool. to get going in my fifth year. I was still at 700 something subscribers, right? Mm -hmm. which, which most people are like, why didn't you give up? Why didn't you quit? Like, it's obviously not working. It's not like you just tried two videos. Two well done. Quit. It's like this is five years in and you're still sucking. Right. But mm -hmm. The story in my head was, well, you're an introvert and you're shy and you shouldn't be in front of the camera. That's that's for somebody else who's an extrovert and like just loves hearing themselves talk. Um, so it took it took a while for me to connect to the fact that introverts want to serve, too. Yeah. And that the and sharing a message is not actually about me. It's about hopefully somebody can learn through the story. I used to think telling my story would be is the most egotistical thing of all time. Like, why would I talk about myself? Uh, but in sharing the story, people could learn from it and maybe inspire to change their life as well. So that took a lot of, you know, I wish, I, w I wish you had your show back then. I could have watched it and learned something. That would have been awesome. <laughs> been inspired. Um, and for anybody listening, so up until now, and we're going to talk about this, I have never known my why or my passion. I used to feel defected, like there was something wrong with me or I was disassociated. Who knows? And we're going to run through these questions with Evan because he's got a book talking about it. And I like to debate both sides. Um, so thank you, Evan, for sharing that with us. <clears throat> Evan, have you ever been depressed or suffered from anxiety by any chance? Depressed? No. Anxiety often. Me too. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've had, I've definitely had low moments and when I quit my business partner, that's probably the lowest that I had, but I don't know that I would consider that depression. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a wave in life. There's waves. Yeah. That's it. But, but anxiety for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just came back from Vegas yesterday right. speaking at an event and it was me and Gary V and a couple of other people. Nice. And you look out to the stage and there's, you know, a thousand people out in the room and 2000 people online. And like, I'm speaking just before Gary and you know, it's like the heart starts beating like, oh my gosh, what the heck, what am I going to say? Totally. And, uh, the thing that helps me through the anxiety is, is service. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not here for me. I'm here That's for cool. the people out there. And anytime I can connect it to service, then it makes it a lot easier to get out and do the thing. 
Um, the other thing I would say is that if, if it's down the path of depression, then just, you don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. The thing that, that hurt me the most, I think in the early days of my first business was I thought I had to figure everything out myself and I was making no money. I'm making 300 bucks mm. a month and my friends took all the fancy jobs and I couldn't afford to do anything with them. Like $20 for pizza and beer was too much for me. Yeah. And so they're all having fun and I'm at home working on my company and they invite me out and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm grinding, you yeah. know, but really I'm broke and I can't afford it. And I made it harder on myself by not letting people in. Okay. Um, now, fortunately, there's so much on mental health. There's so many people talking about it. It's become a lot more um, mm. easy to not feel as alone. But if you're in that path where it's full on depression, then you do not have to go through it alone. Reach out and ask um, for help. For all the viewers listening, I am a highly functioning anxious person. Um, and that's fine. I'm doing things such as trying to do things like exercise, meditation. But sometimes, for example, if I'm in the gym, I've got anxiety. Someone asks me, I'm open enough to say, yeah, i got anxiety this morning. But sometimes I don't like the follow-up question the next day saying, hey, how are you doing? Do you have anxiety still? I feel like that weakness can be taken advantage of. That's something I've got to work on. Do you have any advice for someone like me who doesn't like being weak or looking like yesterday's problems are today's? I don't like people knowing about that. Like, let it go. That was yesterday. That's why I won't talk about it or ask for help again. I don't like that. Uh, it's just changing the perspective of the question. Like why, you know, when somebody asks you the next day, hey, how are you doing? Because they knew you had a rough day yesterday. What's the intent behind there? Is the intent, intent. the intent is love, right? The intent isn't, oh, she's so weak. I better just follow up with her and just make sure she's, you know, like the intent is love. We're just, yeah. we're not interpreting it like that. And so for me, that'll just be a reframe. It's like this person, I don't need the help. And I get that too. It's like, Hey, if I had a rough oh, day or whatever, and they oh follow the next day, it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot We're that I was grinding. even like that yeah. yesterday. But, but behind that is love, you yeah. know, like, Hey, here's a beautiful human in my life who actually cared enough to follow up with me and sure. ask me how I'm doing. And if you can, it doesn't mean that there's, they need to do anything or to help you. You're yeah. good. But recognizing for what it is, is that this is just them giving you some love. So what I'm hearing is reframe the question, change your perspective, change your life, reframe the question, guys, for your own peace of mind. And if we have thoughts like this, it could stem from trust issues. So work on your trust issues, you know, definitely. Why would you think the worst case scenario? Think that they care about you and they're following up on you. And most That's likely they do care about you. They right? do. You like most likely if somebody, if you told somebody that you're feeling anxiety and then they text you the next day asking how you're doing, like is a 98% chance that that person actually cares about you and a 2% chance that they're trying to steal from you or rip you off or, or, you know, do something. <laughs> uh, I need to right? self-reflect this morning, do my meditation, think about this. Why would I even get offended by that question? Totally. So this is definitely more like an internal game, right? Cause 98% sure. of the time, these people actually do care about us. And even just saying thank you for checking in. Love that. You're receiving the gift. And we're raising the vibrational frequency. There we go. Good. That's it. Exactly. Hey, Evan, what's your morning routine and daily routine quickly look like? Are you a 5 a.m. person or do you sleep in? Uh, I'm usually up in, in the 7 range, so I don't have an alarm. I wake up 7 when my body. 7 ish. Yeah, 7 range. Oh, I like that. Carry on. Uh. Yeah. And I, I never, so I never book anything in the morning. If I, it, what you, what you're doing here would, would give me anxiety out the, the, the wazoo. Like I would, I would never book. If I book something for a 6am interview, I would not sleep the whole night. Yeah, I'd just be too worried about what, what questions to ask. And I would just, I would not, 
Evan, this morning I put Tupac on on blast from the 80s. Then I realized, Jesus go. Christ, this is too intense. He's swearing. And I changed and I put self-love affirmations on to prepare. Yeah. Cool. So, so you wake up at 7 a.m. Yeah. Seven-ish. Like there's no, there's no, cool. if, I, if my body Love needs that. more sleep and I sleep till eight, you know, I'll sleep till eight. Cool. I don't book anything until usually 11 a.m. Cool. And so the morning is for me and I'll go through, I'll usually watch some kind of video from my channel. Nice. Um, I'll go for a walk. I call it my believe walk which helps Ooh. me set like, what's my intention for today? Yeah. Uh, and every day I have different tasks. So Thursday where we're filming this on a Thursday is my, or maybe it's a Friday, I guess for you, mm -hmm. but it's uh, Thursday is my public facing day. So it's, okay. it's all interviews and podcasts as, as an introvert Thursdays give me a little bit of anxiety looking for like this back to back to back to back yes. to back shows and podcasts. But what, uh, what ends up helping is staying in the same energy zone. So Ooh. my first show was always the most, anxiety for me. But then after that, I go to the next one, to the next one. It's easy to stay in that same zone where okay. if I was doing an interview and then writing my book and then making videos, you just shifting energies states Absolutely. too much. The and time so block your day. That's what Evan's doing. It's a good tip. Yeah. As much as you can, like if you're full time, it's easier. If you're part time, then, then it's a little harder if you've got a job, okay. but making sure that you have chunks of time. Love if that. you think about making a video, you know, the time mm -hmm. it takes to set up to make the video, to get the camera out, to get the, yeah. you know, the lights up, to, to fix your hair in the morning, exactly right. you know, it takes a long time here. Uh, the time it takes to make one video, you could then make three more videos in the same time it took you to make no, that no, first video. Yeah. So my calendar is looking crazy right now, guys. So I've got like five different things to do on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't like that. So I'll definitely be implementing that tip. Um, do you... Um, the book one word that you published years ago, how did you come up with that concept? And can you remember where or how the inspiration and philosophy came from? Where, is it just a, um, did you just accumulate all this knowledge and create the book one word? And can you tell the audience what it's about? Yeah. I mean, these are, these are some great questions. I love it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out what, what does my company stand for? And okay. I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. And, and then I realized this it, it shouldn't be what my company stands for. It should be what I, I stand for that then I bring to my company which didn't open a whole other can of worms. Like, oh my gosh, what do I stand for? Uh, and yeah. it, it led to a lot of anxiety and overwhelm trying to figure stuff out. And I, I came down to the word believe. But then I felt like it's too big a word. Who am I to yeah. be the believe guy? Like there's so many other people who did believe. So I sat on it more and I tried to make it longer and add some believe in entrepreneurs, believe yeah. in yourself, believe in, and I didn't like any of it. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to go and do believe. And Anything I touched around believe ended up doing a lot better in my company. And then I asked myself, has anybody else built a business around just one word? Because everybody's got mission statements and mm -hmm. core values. But if people built Love businesses that. around one word, and I found a whole bunch of businesses across Canada and the US who had done it, and I went to go interview them and turn that into the book, Your One Word, to show you how to find your one word and how to build a business around it too. So they obviously this was before the book, but they all all had done built a business around a one word, their core one word. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I went on a hunt to try to find people anywhere from just one guy who built a fifty thousand dollar full time income for himself to somebody who built multi million dollar companies off of their one word. So that no matter where you were in your journey, there's somebody that you can connect and relate to. Love that. And we're going to get into that in a, in a second because I've done some note writing. Um, very short question because we're going to get into this too. Do you believe in purpose and do you believe what you do now is your purpose or one of many purposes? 
uh, I definitely believe in purpose. I think your purpose comes from your pain, right? So whatever mm -hmm. you struggled with is the thing you want to help other people through. There's a lot of ways that you can execute that. You know, right mm -hmm. now I'm doing it through YouTube videos, doing it through podcasts and shows mm -hmm. like this. In in 20 years, it may be different. Maybe YouTube's not around. Maybe, maybe you and I are hologramming into into a stadium and we're going to do our interview yeah. there, right? Like who I knows thought you said holidaying. I've just come out of burnt house. So I got excited when you said holidaying. Carry on, yeah. <laughs> You can, we can be a holiday too. Holiday hologram, you know, like how you do it will change over yeah. the years. But for me, it's always still going to be about believe and especially helping entrepreneurs. I'll be 140 years old, still doing my best to try to help entrepreneurs believe in themselves. That is his core. That is his why and the how can always change. Um, I love watching spirituality videos and everything to do with manifesting from the quantum field and Dr. Jody Spencer and all that. There was one called Channeler I came across yesterday and the channeler said, forget about purpose, forget about passion. And as like Virgil Abloh also said, you can be a dichotomy and focus on multiple things. You don't need to be identifying and labeling yourself as one thing. So if you want to be a YouTuber, e-commerce brand owner like me, you can do multiple things. What's your two cents on that? Can you focus and succeed by doing multiple things? I just, I, I like it. I just wouldn't disconnect it from purpose. Yeah. You know, like you have your purpose, you figure that out and then how you accomplish it can, can definitely change and definitely mm -hmm. be open. Um, yeah, I guess do what feels right. I mean, the easiest way is to start. Most people are just over judging. It's like, how do you know if you like sushi or not? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to try it. Yeah, right? absolutely. So could, do you personally believe that in the entrepreneurial world, you can do a couple of mul multiple things and succeed like Elon Musk doing multiple things or it helps you focusing on one thing alone? It's definitely harder if you're going to do multiple yeah. things. Some ways around it is to one, think about, is there a sequence to it? You know, like, could you do this and then this? It's not that you're saying no to that other thing, but there's just an order to it. So cool. a lot of entrepreneurs will have these giant missions. Like I want to do X, right? It's change the world up here. Cool. But to do that, you need, you need a lot of money. You need a lot of team and you need all of these things that then it becomes so overwhelming that you don't do anything. So inside of your big vision, What's the first thing you can do to start, especially making money? Because when you start mm -hmm. making money, then you can quit your job, then you can go more full time, then you can hire yeah. a team, then you can continue to grow. So think of it more, not that you're cutting that thing off, but there might be just a sequence in how you're going to do it. So you're doing this one and then you're going to add these pieces on as you grow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Some good advice to take in. Um, the pressure can be overwhelming. Things can pack on, guys. So think about that. Okay. So my phone's not here. Last night I was going through your book. Um, the one about identifying your who, how, and why. And this is the first time me doing this. So it said your favorite movie. I didn't have a favorite movie. Your favorite teacher. I never had one in school. I would never concentrate in school. It was Dr. Joe Dispenser when I grew up. I really appreciated him. Dr. Joe Dispenser. Um, okay, so bring yeah, it there. It doesn't, then, have to be, it doesn't have to be in school. Thank why you. Joe Dispenser? Ah, and I wrote down three words and I'm going to share with you. And then the things that your parents taught you, the things that your parents taught you that you appreciated was being kind, being humble and higher consciousness that there's more than physical. And what was the last two questions? Can you remember? Uh, favorite teacher, favorite movie, lessons you learned from your parents, uh, a message you would tell your kids. Love future. it. Yeah. Future. Yes, that's four. Like what if you that? have kids, cool. If not, then your future kids. Cool. And the lesson that I want to teach my kids is to um, basically self-belief in yourself, be confident, higher consciousness, and be, you know, just be a good person, right? So they're really important values to me. And then I went through, Evan said, go through, now find the patterns in all of these to find your purpose and your why. So the same word that popped up in every single answer was higher consciousness, higher consciousness and co-creation, how to, 
how to co-create your best life and how to shift your energy. So I've I've started this YouTube channel. I didn't know why. I just knew that I said I was going to do it two years ago. I didn't do it, so I will. I know that I like mindset. I know that I've always been a seeker of truth like yourself. I love watching self-growth videos, the same things that you watch. So I created it. I interviewed a couple of wrong people recently. They weren't aligned. They didn't have the higher consciousness or vulnerability aspect, which I appreciate. So now I'm more aligned. Do you think I'm working in my right direction since I'm checking all the marks of self-growth, mindset shift and higher consciousness? Any tips to bring to the table, Evan? Well, I, I wouldn't, um, I don't think you took, you maybe took a little wrong turn, but you're still going in the right direction, right? Like <laughs> listen to your heart is always the right direction, but we may, we may end up taking weird turns along the way. Yeah. If, if your highest value is higher consciousness, then it makes sense why you love Joe Dispenza. And maybe your teachers growing up didn't have higher consciousness, so you never connected with anything. No, they didn't. On it, right? So now it's like yeah. understanding that makes things make sense going backwards. Like this is why I didn't pay attention to school and didn't connect with any of my teachers because none of them sure. connected to higher consciousness. So it ended up being a giant waste of time. But yeah. people like Joe Dispenza and others, I mean, Bruce Lipton or whoever Absolutely. else, there's like tons of people now that you can connect with. Louise Hay. Yeah. Um, so now how do you avoid having the wrong guests come on to your show the evolution of the show? It. what's that become clear on what i just realized yeah, like call it call it the higher yeah. call it the higher consciousness show love that and then yeah. some people will look at that and say that's the stupidest show name i've ever heard of cool don't come on like we're not going to be a good fit and others will be like this is amazing finally and they're going to be a good so you allow people to self-select in by the title of the show that you're putting on and, yeah. and the vibration you're putting out. The tagline for the show currently is um, the, the intersection where mindset, entrepreneurship and higher consciousness meet. Because I am into entrepreneurship. I am into mindset. I am into higher consciousness. Do you think it's okay? Honestly, what's your perspective? Or if, it's called, if you want to okay. go entrepreneurship, then it's it's the highly conscious the entrepreneur. What's that? The highly conscious entrepreneur. That's the name of the show. Oh. All right, sweet. So I'll have to keep reading the rest of the book and pondering that. All right. Um, how do you manage your time, Evan? Do you have any tips for solopreneurs out there who are trying to manage their time across multiple verticals, such as video editing, social media creation, scheduling, interviewing, outreach, agency, e-commerce? Any tips for us? Anything that works for you? Yeah. So starting point is you have to chunk out and block off your time. So if you're if you're a solo entrepreneur and you're not doing this full time yet, you have other demands. You got family. You got a job. So you have to put in your calendar when you're going to work on your business. Cause if it's, okay. if it's not in your calendar, it's just a hope and a dream, right? When it's in your calendar, yeah. stuff gets done. Second is you then have to figure out the sequence back to what we talked about before. What's the sequence that you're going to do things in. So you may not, you may not have time to do all of this stuff. They may be looking at it and say, but I can't make my social media and do these things mm -hmm. and do that. And cool. What's the sequence? What's the thing that if you start doing now, you could start to make money out of all those. It may not pay you a million dollars, but it can pay you enough that you can quit your job. Because once you quit your job, then you can go and do some of the other things in the sequence. And then you can continue to grow. And then you can make more money to then hire a team to do more things. So mm -hmm. out of all the things, they all will eventually have to get done. But what's a sequence of them so that you can start making money as soon as mm -hmm. possible so you can get out of the job, hire a team, build and scale and grow? Interesting. Noted. Um Okay, you've had Dr. Joe Dispenser on your show. Is it safe to say that you believe in co-creation and manifestation? Because a lot of your videos are around about that. Do you, Evan? Oh, for sure. Oh, awesome. Um, I, I think I think the for anybody who's kind of on the skeptical side of that, cool. uh, I would say the biggest thing that most people would miss would just be action. 
right? So like just sitting in a room thinking about things isn't enough. You got to go do something. But a lot of the time, the thing that like great, I just believe that great things flow through me. Yeah. Love that. And you'll, and you'll get an idea for something. And what ends up happening is you start judging the idea. And then you don't do anything because you're judging. Like, why did that? That that's that idea is too crazy. Someone like me can't do something like that. Sure. And it's sure. learning to shut out that voice and just trust that great ideas come through you. Great ideas flow through you and to start building some immediate momentum on it. The only thing most people are missing is momentum. You're just not starting and you're not doing enough to keep it going. Uh, so the key with, you know, the people who are maybe not on the fence yet or not, not in the camp yet, yeah. is you still have to take action. Like you're not just meditating all day long. You got to go do something. Yeah. But but great ideas are flowing through you, and we are we are stopping them actively, judging ourselves, saying we can't do it. The key missing ingredient is action, momentum. Take action, action. Let momentum build. Between you and I, it's 25 minutes. Do you need to go now? Uh, we can do like a couple minutes. All right, legend. So let me ask my best question because I got 20 questions left. Hold on. <clears throat> Evan, last question out of the 20 questions that I'm not going to get to ask you. Can you explain for e-commerce startup, startups who have no clue what VC venture capitalists are and what options exist for anybody today thinking of starting an e-commerce brand and what should they know to pre prepare themselves in the future for when they want to go globally, globally and when they need to start looking for investors or, you know, getting funding? Educate us. So venture capital is basically sophisticated investors who are looking to put half a million dollars plus into companies. Most people at the early stage of the business, it's not something you should consider, to be honest, for most people. No? Okay. Most most businesses do not grow through venture capital. And even the ones that do, only one in 10 are expected to really be kind of big hit home runs. They can often push you beyond the point of um, success because they're pushing you too fast and you're not ready. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're in an e-commerce business and you're looking to grow... Think, think about first solving your own problem. Like, what do you need? What are you struggling mm -hmm. with? What, what product exists? One of the biggest things that people, uh, where they lose traction on is because you're selling something you don't believe in. Mm -hmm. You're selling stuff you don't use. You have to be able to sell something that you would recommend your mom. Like if your mom was struggling yeah. with this problem, you would, you would recommend to go use this product. And as entrepreneurs, your, your success is in your story. The fact that you use this and you got results and you can authentically share this, right? This is how we, we raise our vibration and play at a higher level. It's like, you actually care. Like, I think, I think care is a frequency. The fact that people mm -hmm. can feel how much you care about this thing that you're selling, where most people are only looking for the opportunity. And that's fine. You have to look for opportunities. If you have a product you care about that nobody else needs, you're not in business. But if you're only yeah. looking at the market and not enough into your heart of like what you actually yeah. want to create, then you won't have success as an entrepreneur. Evan, heart aside, so for example, Pink and Savage, the apparel brand that I'm working on at the moment, right now I'm limited by how many how many um, things I can order from you know China, customized design, because there's a minimum order requirement. So I can only do two or three sets of leggings to begin with, but if funds were not an issue, I'd be able to test a lot faster and order a lot more and invest in paid ads to scale. That's why I asked this question. A lot of, there's always an easier way to start, right? Like if you're trying to get into the fashion business, do print on demand to start. I've tried that being there, done that quality wasn't good. So you're saying explore all options and but, just but explore other print on demand services, right? Or, or partner with somebody who's got it. Like 
keep your costs at you don't get you make you don't make as much margin you won't make the margin on those sales but you're building a customer list and you're testing out the designs that work once you know that the design is on fire then you can go and order the five thousand mm -hmm. so that you have something like that you know is going to work because mm -hmm. most people will end up buying five thousand pairs of leggings mortgaging their home or taking out some kind of giant loan to do it and they end up selling four and the wow. rest of them sit in your garage or your basement or your mom's house because you didn't sell the other thing so it's not only about getting the product it's actually having a customer list and something that will actually sell okay so test the sample start small and um just minimize you know, pre-order like pre-order get a sample pre make it look fire and then collect pre-orders for it love that pre-order is the takeaway evan thank you so much and i hope to connect with you one day again so i can continue with all my questions and i'm keeping what you're doing for loving it okay thank Let's you Evan. Go. thanks Bye. for having me